0: We work for Mr. Tunstall as regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. Mr. Tunstall's got a soft spot for runaways, derelicts, vagrant types. But you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, or you keep.
1: All right, folks, let's have at it. We have two seminars left this year, October 14th through the 16th. Then December 9th through the 11th. first seminar on the list for 2023 is February 17th to the 19th. And one brief announcement about that. After this year, the price of the seminars will be going up. So if you're on the fence and want to spend a few extra bucks, then come in 2023. If you want to save a few extra bucks, then come in October or December. For camps on the list, we've just added a new self-sufficient lifter camp. That's November 19th in Wichita Falls, covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift. Then we're also having our second-ever lift-shoot-fight camp. That is a two-day camp, December 17th to the 18th in Wichita Falls, and it's covering, yep, you guessed it, lifting, shooting, and fighting. For squat and deadlift camps on the list that still have spots available, October 22nd in Long Island, New York has a few spots available. And we've just added Chicago on December 11th. Come to Chicago for the lifting. Stay because you got murdered. And then for three lift camps with spots still left, we have September 24th in Orange County, California at the Strength Co. Then Sandy, Utah on October 8th. Baltimore and 5x3 on October 30th. And December 11th in London. Those are all squat, press, and deadlift camps. Do you have a question for Rip about coaching or becoming a coach? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if you do why don't you shoot it to radio at startingstrength.com and see if it gets red on the air and maybe he'll give you some useful information. He might ridicule you a bit, but at the same time, you will get some value out of it. So, and for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage.
2: I would like some advice on the press. I have this tendency to get lightheaded or blackout in the third or fourth rep of a set of fives. causes causing me to end some sets early and make up for the volume in smaller sets of doubles and singles currently taking one big breath for the first three reps from the asgard company studios in beautiful wichita falls texas from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession the most important podcast on the internet ladies and gentlemen starting strength radio Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Are you as excited as I am? Gosh, I hope so. We've got a question and answer session today, a Q&A as we call it. We call this a paper Q&A. You know why we call it a paper Q&A? Cuz this is paper. And what we do is we take your questions where you submit them to you know us you know in various places primarily the network subscribers we pay more attention to them and uh they get first dibs they get first dibs dubs first dubs whichever you know dibs dubs whatever part of the country you're from
3: oh is dubs a thing <laughs> i think
2: it's a regional deal dubs is around here okay so but i you know i don't know that i'm not right about everything i'm right about most things but not, not everything could be wrong about that and uh then we print them out and i read them yep. and we discuss what you've submitted And you know we trust you i didn't in fact i didn't even look at these
3: this is what they call cold
2: cold going cold cold yeah you know what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna pick these up and i'm just gonna read them and we're gonna discuss them fresh they may not be worth a shit they may be excellent questions Maybe.
3: you know what's great though it, if there's a really bad one no one will ever know
2: no one will ever know
3: except us of course
2: because we will edit it out and you won't know to you it will look as though Every single one of these questions was top quality. Can we do a quick demo? Of what an edit looks like. All right. Ready. All right. That's, a, <laughs> that's good. That's what an edit looks like. That's good. So <laughs> if you see that, you know what's happened. All right. Sometimes it's just me coughing. Right. You know, you don't want to hear that, so we'll edit that out. But. That's you know that's just a you know courtesy. video quality yeah it's, it's a, courtesy. a courtesy you got that's someone a...
3: listening in their car that uh, you can get a big
2: want to hear Rip clear his right. throat every fifteen seconds <laughs> so uh, you know those are good edits right right bad edits would be because you you know wrote in something about you know
0: training females
2: hey Rip. <laughs>
0: Starting strength for women.
2: <laughs> Starting strength for women. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Should I start training? <laughs> like we've never discussed that right. before. right? Brand new topic. Brand new topic. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I really hate it. you know, but... For the fans. It's for the fans, all right. Now it's time for comments Comments, uh, from from, um, the haters. All right. Here's an example of why I hate this. Jay Bolivar says, get off my lawn. (laughs) Which video is that? Trap (laughs) bar. Oh, okay. (laughs) Trap bar. Get off my lawn. (laughs) And uh, some individual who claims the uh, title of Ludex Gundeer said, I did starting strength, but my orgasm worsened (laughs) because I wasn't able to thrust hard enough due to the fat ass I got by over squatting. Also got a big belly from drinking <laughs> GOMAD, which prevented by sex org- organ from entering the other person's, person's, P-E-R-S-O-N, apostrophe S, deep enough for significant orgasm.
0: Interesting he used the word person, right? Right. Well, that's woman. not interesting to me at all. And I know woman. exactly what he... Yeah.
2: Because here's another comment from Lou Decks Gun deer. <laughs> I, I did SS, but became weak and fat in the end. Worst program ever.
3: <laughs> Happens all the time. Both.
2: Ludex, you're just kind of a failure, aren't you? <laughs> you're a failure. You should kill yourself. <laughs> Ludex. Uh, Ludex, I'm, I'm was, absolutely absolutely serious. He was set up. Kill for, yourself.
3: Set up for failure from the beginning.
2: Obtain Ludex. a supply... Of hydrogen cyanide and kill yourself with
3: it. You just use helium. That'd be a painless step.
2: How do you kill yourself with helium? It's inert.
3: Put a, put a, exactly. Put a bag around your head, plastic bag, fill it with helium, hook it up to the helium tank, you just fall asleep. And oh, you'd just, sound real oh, funny just, when just
2: you actually
0: replace your You would sound real funny. So when you die. just you replace
2: your your breathing with helium instead.
0: Yeah, I bet it doesn't even hurt.
2: Well, you know, I've I've heard of uh, um uh, plans for uh you know execution by uh argon well, same or thing, nitrogen right? yeah it'd be the same thing you just flood the flood the room with nitrogen you don't perceive any distant right any difference you're still exhaling co2 yep so you don't perceive uh, people don't understand that that it's not the, the lack of oxygen, oxygen starvation not. is not perceived what you perceive is the co2 build up right Right. Yep. But if you're in a room of 100% nitrogen, you just go to sleep. Right. No discomfort at all.
0: That sounds wonderful.
2: Does, doesn't it? Finally get some fucking rest. Fuck. You know? <laughs>
3: What happened Finally. to Rusty? <laughs> I don't know, but he bought a bunch of nitrogen. <laughs> I
2: just want to get some
3: rest. He
0: flooded. Just tired.
2: Just, just tired. Just tired. just tired.
3: a message. Like, why is Rusty buying all this nitrogen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let's see what else is on here. Oh, uh, here L O L period. <laughs> rip is like someone's old racist grandpa <laughs> what? What? Uh, that's in response to uh you don't need to run <laughs> starting strength radio number 77 so that's back into the archives
3: yeah he's pretty mad about that <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did i say racist about nothing
3: I pretty sure nothing
2: i've never said anything racist about anybody
3: at least not on camera no
2: you brown motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> at least not on camera <laughs> all the brown people the rest is italian and yeah, goddamn breeze gotta be italian gotta be, or greek i think she's greek greek i think ganks, she's greek, greek. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah
3: the
2: greeks what have they ever got she's got the greek
0: like
3: little mini hairs in there
2: the greeks had never accomplished a goddamn thing <laughs> since the dawn of time <laughs> see they're just an inferior, things, an, yeah, an inferior, an inferior race. Years ago, they were pretty. that doesn't count. It's it doesn't been too count. long. It's
3: that's too right. Long. All that architecture shit. that's yeah. of limitations, man.
0: Art.
2: That all ended. Plato, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's passe now, man.
0: Philosophy. What
2: have you done for me lately? <laughs> That's the question. They
0: drove their economy into the ground.
2: Well, they did do that. Yes,
0: we've done the same.
2: Well, (laughs) ours is just big enough to where you haven't noticed yet. (laughs) Oh wait, you have noticed. (laughs) Oh shit! All right, now let's see. Uh, uh, Oh, anyone paying these clowns? All right, this is in, in with respect to the. Keith Nichols, Scott Howell, that first show we did with Keith on testosterone, PSA, and you—anyone paying these guys two grand a year for TRT is a sucker.
1: Mm.
2: Starting strength has to push obesity and steroids to make their program work beyond three months. L M A O. Steroids. Apparently, Steven here is selling steroids. Right. And he's cheaper. He's trying to undercut the, the price. Oh, shit. And the rest of these are just, you know. How can a fat, bald guy be qualified for giving nutrition advice?
3: That's for me, I think.
2: Yeah. Nice. You and Ray. Yeah. So fat Ray. I mean, who who is qualified to give nutrition advice?
3: Not fat ray and someone from Auschwitz. (laughs) Right.
2: Why, if we can't see your thyroid gland (laughs) in your neck, can't actually see your heart beating in your in your little nasty chest with ribs sticking out that you're not qualified to give nutrition advice, right? Right. You think that's the case? Okay. Well, anyway, that's comments Comments. from from the haters. So tiresome. So tiresome. All right. Well, now that's fucking over with. Crack. <laughs> Tired today. Don't know why. Hadn't been sleeping good. I've been dreaming weird. Oh yeah? Strange, weird ass dreams and shit, you know. Why if and this has been going on for two, three, four weeks now. Just all my dreams have been weirder than fuck. It's like I dropped a bunch of acid or something and I you know hell i've never taken lsd that's weird man that i haven't taken lsd no that you're having all the sudden oh, that crazy I, ass dreams oh i'm just <clears throat> weird bizarre shit that'll wake me up Huh? dreams that are so fucking weird they'll wake me up and then i'll go god damn it.
3: like that's what's happening weirdest in the dream fuck- is weird yeah. or
2: just what's happening in the dream is so fucking bizarre and weird yeah And I'm still tired, so I go back to sleep, and then I'll have another weird-ass dream.
3: But normal life stuff that's just in a weird sequence, or like, are you seeing elves and shit like that?
2: No, no, it's not any kind of fictional shit. It's just bizarre permutations of normal stuff, you know, shit that I would never dream up. You know, the the (laughs) things that I could never be responsible for having imagined, (laughs) sure, or showing up in these damn dreams, like Bree goes to lunch. Type shit. Yeah, like Bree has an enchilada or something like that. You know, so weird. And then you're like, Whoa. yeah, probable. And goddamn, wake up. <laughs> you know,
0: a, he wakes up in a cold sweat. <laughs>
2: <gasps> oh,
0: Jesus, what's happening? <laughs> she was eating food. <laughs> You text Bree, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bree, are you okay? Toss <laughs> <Close> your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't So uh, you know, I don't know what's causing this, but it's uh I mean, how could you have a dream about shit that your brain cannot possibly think right? of? Right. Yeah. You know? Yep. Is somebody beaming in? You know, I. but I'll literally I'll wake up and I'll go, Where in the hell did that come from? Oh wow. What weird-ass idea. And then you immediately forget it. Yep. Because it's not really a memory, you right. know. Right. You can't hold on to a dream. Yep. <clears throat> so I can't even give you an example of one. It's yeah. just when I have them, they're just... You, you just know.
3: remember how fucked up it was. Yeah, that's all yeah. I remember. Oh, you should write them down. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that would require me getting awake enough to do that. Yeah. So. I'd rather just sleep. Go back to sleep. You know. All right, now we're going to read the goddamn QA. Oh, did you see my wrist? I burnt the piss oh, out man, of my wrist. Did.
0: I can see them. Where well, you burn it?
2: Well, I was making a pot roast, and I was browning. And I was making two pot roast. I, I took two arm roasts and made a big pot, pot roast out of these things, and I was browning them all and uh I put uh I browned off the first one, and then I put the second one in, and I guess I slapped it down a little too hard, and I didn't realize that I'd accumulated that much grease and a big old fucking
3: oh that's a splash yeah.
2: splash of grease, Shit. and it's the size of a fucking silver dollar on my wrist It's a big weepy sore I get in. Uh, I got ice on it as fast as I could, but it wasn't <laughs> grease is hard to yeah <clears throat> grease is hard it just does so much damage, you know right if you burn yourself on a dry surface here's uh, growing up in the cafe this is what daddy taught me how to do this a long time ago. If you burn yourself on a on a pan, yep right. If you will get ice on that burn within five seconds and keep it there for five or ten minutes, just rub the ice on it, get the heat out of the, out of the burn as fast as you can, uh, it, usually you'll just it, – it'll be fine. Hell, I burnt my hand on a, on a hot pot one time tea kettle had boiled dry on the stove and i touched it for some bizarre reason and it went yeah right so i went from the stove opened the freezer and set my hand down on the on the floor of the freezer compartment and i left it there and then i got some ice with my other hand and you know put enough ice in my hand kept it there for about 10 minutes And I took it off, dried my hand off, and it had burned off all my fingerprints. Shit. And it was slick, but it didn't blister.
3: Right. I had the same thing happen. I bet some of it's taken out by the uh, evaporation of whatever's on your skin already, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Where with grease or liquid, it just, it's it's already... It just
2: sits there and it's hot and it's going to do the damage. I, so I
3: grabbed what... a cast iron skillet that had been in the, a 500 degree oven for two hours, just out of habit, just grabbed right, it and burned the shit. And it was the same thing. It was all smooth, but it never blistered.
2: What would you do? Same Freeze? thing. Yeah, ice. I just grabbed a handful of ice. Yeah, but you got to get on it immediately. Yep. Carmen yep. told me an interesting thing now i never heard of this she worked in kitchens you know and they had a pot of mustard that they kept in a in an ice bath for burns and she said that yeah and it's ice cold mustard mm. and anybody burned themselves they went right over to this thing and stuck their hand in the in the ice cold oh mustard. interesting same thing same mechanism you get the heat out of it before it has time to damage the tissue and uh, uh, those of you that have never heard of this little procedure i highly recommend that you uh, that you keep this in mind next time you burn your hand on something the faster you get ice on it the less damage it will do
3: yeah what do you do with grease though it's just it's like
2: napalm uh, nothing you can do like nap. exactly it's just like napalm yeah if it's on you you're fucked yeah you know but if it's a dry burn right right so anyway that's our helpful hint for uh the week (laughs) and uh hopefully you'll remember this instead of just dismissing what we're telling you like you do everything else we do all right what'd you do for that you just tried the ice thing and ice yeah didn't work though right, right. it's yeah. grease yep you had hot grease on you you're fucked and you know it doesn't hurt that bad but it's just making a mess you know it's yep. weepy you know you get serious fluid all over everything you touch right. and just you get kind of tired of that so anyway now now all this frivolity is over with we've got a get uh, serious here about uh, answering ready. our questions today. Okay. All right? So I'm just going to dive in here. I hadn't read these questions, and I expect you to believe me when I tell you that I haven't read these questions. All right? And we're just going to answer them. All right? Now, Brian Walker. I've got a question about the starting strength affiliate gyms. Mainly, how does a gym become a starting strength affiliate? I would guess it starts with having a coach with an SSC. Does the gym owner need to have an SSC, or just a coach who is otherwise employed with the gym? Does the gym have to meet certain equipment standards? Do you have someone you send to check out the gym? All right, well, let's see. We have recently changed this up, all right? the the policy now is that if you are a starting strength coach then you can use the starting strength logo on the gym if you're a starting strength coach if you hold the certificate then essentially where you train is a starting strength affiliate gym now the, the formal affiliate program has been discontinued. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the formal affiliate program where the affiliate pays us $1,000 a year um, to, to be an affiliate, gym, be listed on the website, that has been discontinued. Uh, if you are a starting strength coach, you have the right to use that trademark on your facility. Right,
3: if you own it, well,
2: if you own the gym, if
3: you own the gym, so, so if you own the gym, so not still, just if
2: you're working at right. the gym.
3: So we still have the affiliate listings. We still have a, right. an affiliate gym listing. The requirements are that the SSC owns the gym, and that they carry commercial liability insurance for the gym. Right. So those are the requirements. Um, but but yeah, we don't have a program where uh, somebody so before it was a separate contract for affiliation remember so it was a right. separate contract thousand dollar fee now all sscs operate under the same licensing agreement the requirement is you have to be an ssc and you have to own the facility
2: yes like if you mm-hmm. you own a gym and you just hire somebody with an ssc no you're not going to be an affiliate right Yep. right but if, if the you know if you are an ssc operating out of your garage for example. Then you can call yourself an affiliate gym. Well, if, if it can have... Com- well, actually, not can, the garage, because, right. no, they have to have an actual commercial, right. commercial storefront. Right. right, 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 right. So our affiliates
3: yeah. are like, you know, Brussels, Barbell, um, right. all Testify. All those gyms are still affiliate gyms. Right. And others. I missed all of them. Right. So don't get mad at me, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just all we think of right now. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only ones we uh. care about. <laughs> everybody else well half straight. of them closed <laughs> due to the government's overreaction yes. a couple of years ago the government not due to the pandemic but due to the government's people need to stop saying to people
3: always say when covid hit when covid hit, covid, yeah, COVID didn't, didn't hit anything hit, yeah it's when your you government know, that's like saying
2: <clears throat> when the common cold hit right.
0: well biden did say that the pandemic's over so we can roll back oh, all dream. of those
2: yeah he again. said it's over and then they said it's not over yeah. oh okay so within he hours he wasn't he wasn't
0: he wasn't serious <laughs> he <These> wasn't
2: <laughs> people can't <laughs>
0: they just can't control the what details. they did was they said don't talk about covid and he said oh yeah we beat covid <laughs> and everybody went shit <laughs> damn it what are we going to do now <laughs>
2: The walk-back department. they got a whole department over there. Right. right. Anytime Joe says something, they think,
3: oh. I can't believe they let Joe get on TV. and it, He was on some interview. I saw some clips. I can't see. Yeah, I think. I can't believe they just let him get on TV and answer questions on his That's own. That's the
2: stupidest goddamn thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why don't you just put him in a room full of naked women and see what he does? That would make exactly the same amount of sense. yeah right God. I don't know. <laughs> okay so uh that's the current skinny on the affiliate gym program i also have a suggestion about your favorite segment of the show comments from the haters oh this should be good yeah can't wait i think it should be renamed comments from the idiots because i don't think half of these fools are intelligent enough to hate anything they are in fact too stupid to hate something now that is an excellent observation yeah all right okay now frank says i've had to turn the tv off nothing but 24 7 rolling coverage of a deceased queen and a new king As a libertarian, what do you make of it all? Why are so many people happy to play the role of loyal subjects? Well, Frank, I don't know if you've noticed uh, the behavior of the public at large over the past two and a half years, but nothing has ever been more obvious than the fact that people are willing to be Supine subjects before authority. All right, this is all over the world. It's just the way most people are. They perceive that the um, instructions come from uh, a reputable authority; they will follow them. They just do. It's like it's in the DNA of most people you know to obey the king all right i mean somebody tells you put on your mask You just do it you just do it because you were told to do it all right you put on your mask to go in a restaurant you wear your mask as you walk across to your table, and then you take your mask on. And then you eat, and you talk to the people at your table. You talk to the waiter with your mask on. And then you get up to leave, and you put your mask on and walk out.
3: Or you pull it down in between now, uh, now, in between bites. How, <laughs> Jesus, man. How
2: do you not understand how stupid that is? but you don't think about it like that what you think about is this is what i am supposed to do so this is what i'm going to do that's what you did right you 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 know what you did and you knew when you were doing it that this doesn't make any fucking sense this makes absolutely no logical mathematical sense whatsoever there is no analysis This makes this behavior reasonable or rational at any level, but you did it anyway, because there is something so deeply ingrained in the human brain that keeps you from wanting to be perceived as an asshole, that you'll do anything to keep from being perceived as an asshole. So this whole respect for authority thing is very deep, very deep. It precludes any logical, intelligent analysis. It's just you've got to fit into the herd. For some reason, you have to fit into the herd. You know, and as, as far as the Queen of England is concerned, uh, As of today, we're filming this. The goddamn flags in the United States of America are still at half-mast. Oh, is that why? Because of the death of the queen of the kingdom from which we declared independence 250 years ago. It's pretty amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing. Now, my personal... (laughs) Feeling about Queen Elizabeth II is that uh, had an American president done his job as well as she did her job, we would all be in one hell of a lot better position than we are right now. All right, the woman's function was to represent the the British monarchy. She's the head of state of Britain. She's not the head of the government. She's the head of state. That is different than the president. The president's the head of the government. The monarch of the British kingdom is the head of the state. This is a ceremonial position. It's an ancient ceremonial position. It holds at this point in time. Very little statutory influence at all. And Queen Elizabeth was marvelous at keeping her mouth shut when she should have kept her mouth shut. She did an excellent job. She represented England with uh, dignity and skill and patience and good judgment for the longest period of time in the history of that monarchy. And uh, I don't have a problem with the old gal. I thought she was pretty fucking cool because she didn't get in anybody's way and she didn't do anything obnoxious. And you hear all these idiots, these fucking morons on CNN (laughs) talking about how her rain represented slavery and oppression and colonialism and all this other bullshit just bald-faced lies but the truth is not expected from a journalist at this point
1: right amazing
2: absolutely amazing so uh you know if for no other reason i like queen elizabeth because joy reed hates queen elizabeth <laughs> It's the only reason I need to like Queen Elizabeth.
3: What is Joy
0: Reid's problem with her?
2: Slavery. Oppression. Slavery. You know, apparently she thinks that Queen Elizabeth owned slaves or right. something. Did
0: you see uh Don
3: Lemon? She owned in colonies place? and yeah, that shit. Was great. Oh, that's the story. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did see Don Lemon talking about reparations.
2: Reparations. Don
3: Lemon is a silly. And then that, that Don, woman Don shut Lemon him down. would
2: not have a job anywhere if it were not in journalism. He's a silly. Because that's a profoundly yeah. stupid individual. Yeah profoundly stupid uh you know i he i don't know that he's qualified to work at lowe's <laughs> you know i think the guys working at lowe's actually have some skills right. at some level right. yeah well most of them do i had a, kind of a bad experience in there yesterday but, <laughs> but uh <laughs>
3: Don Lemon would do worse. Yeah,
2: he, he would have been worse. You <laughs> never tried to buy some paint. I walk up to the paint department and I'm standing there and I'm standing there. The girl's doing something on the floor with some boxes or something like that. And I stand there and I stand there. So I finally said, Do you work in the paint department? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, I'm standing here. Oh, nice. And it went downhill from there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But generally, you know, you go to the, you know, lumber department or the, you know, framing department or whatever. Uh, There's somebody over there that can, you know, operate the saw. Right, yeah. Right. Don Lemon, he's... uh, So, anyway, uh, anyway, Queen Elizabeth was a fine old gal. You know, she will be missed. I promise you, her son, Charles, is a moron. Yeah. He is a moron. He will not be there more than 10 or 15 years because he will die of stupidity soon because he's not very bright and
3: uh man he just looks stupid doesn't he
2: does it's just yeah he's your typical representative of the british monarchy mm. she was not right she was not she did a, a, a great job she was a very intelligent girl and she was she did a fine job with her responsibilities you know, and whether Joy Reed wants to assign her the responsibility for all the wrongs of the past 2,000 years, well, that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead and do that, Joy. You're so smart yourself that, you know, it's bizarre, but, you know, i anyway Why are so many people happy to play the role of loyal subjects? Because it makes them feel like they're not being an asshole. You may have noticed that I don't care whether I'm perceived as an asshole or not. I hope you've noticed that. I mean, I don't do it on purpose. You know? <laughs> I'm not purposely an asshole, but goddamn, it sure seems just to happen accidentally up. often enough. That's how and, it
3: ends up. Yeah. Well, in terms of what plays uh, on TV, too, or on the, on the news, it's just it's, it's like they... Uh, one channel can't be seen as missing out on what the other channel is doing, right? So they all end up just saying the same shit, and just, just putting their a, own little flavor. They on have
2: it. a phone call about it's, seven o'clock every right. morning, and yeah. they say, "These are the words we're all going to say today." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the compilation videos yeah. of these fucking idiots repeating, you know, fifteen different ones that, repeating each other, right? Same phrases yeah. over and over again.
0: And it's weird how it's the local news that's doing it like all the local news organizations are saying the same thing like isn't there local news to be covered
2: in maybe different language <laughs> <laughs> using different words and <laughs> phrases and shit.
3: yeah how are you gonna fill 24 hours yeah you, you gotta have somebody feed
2: you know you what puzzles me is how fast that kind of shit gets around yeah mm-hmm. you know every fast food restaurant in the United States now you go up you place an order and i want 3 tacos and a combination burrito all right that'll be 3 tacos and a combination burrito yes 3 tacos and a combination burrito and a good name for that order right what's a good name a good, phone a phone good order? name for that order what's a good name how phone about order? 3 tacos and a combination burrito that's a good name for that order where did that shit come from yeah, i don't know Suddenly, within three weeks, every fast food restaurant in the whole goddamn world started saying, and a good name for that order? Yeah. A good name.
3: They they do the same thing with phone numbers. What's a good phone number?
2: A good phone number. Yeah. Don't
3: know what that means. Like,
2: they've had so much trouble with bad (laughs) phone numbers. And bad names. And bad names. (laughs) (laughs) And a good name for that. All right. Here's a name for that order Ooga Booga. And I have to spell it for him.
3: It's, it's smart, Rip. Just prolong the pain. Oh, oh. <laughs> just, just keep interacting G-A-H. with dumb people. That's just, so smart. I just say, just
2: say rusty. <laughs> I just like watching them typing it into their machine. I don't. I want to
0: move on. I want to get on of my I wanna, life. I want to move no, on.
2: No, it, it amuses me. <laughs> Like, telemarketers are called, you know. Oh, telemarketers are great. Yeah, telemarketers, uh, you need to fuck with yeah, them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because it, actually, you know, messes with their, some it guy, actually messes with their performance when you keep them on the phone.
2: Some guy with a with an Indian accent calls. He says, hello, this is Steve.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'll say, your name isn't Steve. <laughs> yes, my name is Steve. Your name is not Steve. So you're already lying to me, okay? So what's your name? What's your real name? Steve. (laughs) Don't tell me your name is Steve. Look, I'm going to hang up unless you tell me your name. Okay, my name is Patel. And then you hang up on it. (laughs) Oh, shit. So much fun. You got to turn these things into fun. Or you just go absolutely crazy if you don't. So there you go. Now, moving forward. Does the ratio, this is James, of course. Does the ratio of 3RM and 5RM to 1RM reduce or increase the longer you've trained? I recall, hopefully correctly, you saying that you did a triple in the squat with 600. Then you mentioned your meet record for the squat was just over 600 pounds. I realized PRs shouldn't be said in meets, but did wonder if the above had happened or does happen as a trainee becomes more experienced. Well, the performance of a 1RM at a meet is something that needs to be practiced. Okay.
3: Did he say, I realized you're not supposed to do PRs at a meet?
2: Well, let me... Uh, yeah, he, he did say that shouldn't be said in meets. PR should be said in meets yeah. in powerlifting. Right. In Olympic lifting, you are 95% of the time going to miss a PR third attempt snatch and clean and jerk. If you haven't done it in training, you're not going to get it at a meet because because a snatch and a clean and jerk is not the same as a deadlift.
3: Yeah. And maybe All that right? applies to the press, too.
2: It applies to the press as well because lifting. the press is so technically difficult but you ought to be able to pr a squat and a deadlift and maybe even a bench press at a powerlifting meet yes you should be able to do that but power and olympic are different things all right now the more advanced you get the better you are going to be at generating one rm efforts from your strength base of five all over a given five RM, a less experienced lifter will generate a lower one RM than a more experienced lifter. That is that clear? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a there's an element of practice involved in in this sort of thing. Uh, and it, what that involves is your ability to focus on the thing that you have to execute under the bar with a real, real heavy weight that normally prevents people from thinking. All right. When you take a one RM out of the rack on the squat, uh, most people will just go blank. They'll just be uh, intimidated by the amount of weight on their back. And they'll lose the ability to focus on the movement pattern that they have to think about in order to execute the rep. We teach from the first day we teach you how to do the squat. We teach you how to think about the movement pattern. It's not just squat down and stand back up. There are things you have to think about. We teach you how to think about it. We teach you how to focus on the execution. That's one of the things that's different about our method than everybody else. And the heavier things get, the more critical it is that you are able to think about the thing that you need to think about to correctly execute the movement pattern that takes practice. The heavier the weight, the less likely you are going to be able to maintain that focus. Because the oh shit factor comes in and it gets real strong, so you this this has to be practiced. We teach this from the beginning, and uh, but back when I was lifting, I didn't have any of these tools at all. You know, anytime I made a third attempt, PR on the platform, it was a fucking accident. I promise you. Because I didn't know what to think about during the deadlift. Yep, that's what I turned, and pulled it, scripted and ripped it. Right. That's right. Yep. That's right. To his because I hadn't developed the the an awareness of the mechanics of these movement right. patterns at the time. That was a long, long time ago. And uh, the the way the the position we're in now is a completely different place than than where i was back in the 80s when i was actually competing at a competitive level in the power lifts right all right
3: yeah to his uh so, so to clarify the 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 more advanced the stronger let's not say more advanced the stronger the lifter is the the proportion between one rep max three rep max five rep max it, it gets bigger yes right. yeah it gets bigger
2: not much but a little bit Yep. Not much, but a little bit. I, you know, if you're doing a set of, you're doing a triple with 600, you're probably going to do 635, right? For a single, maybe 640, but not 675. Yep. That's not what's good. You, I know this is suit. It's just not talking about suit and wraps. Sure. Of yeah. The suit and wraps changes the whole. Yeah, the whole thing, and
3: how good you are at the list matters too, right? Yes, because you're, you know, there's always the specificity thing too. How if you practice a bunch closely, of
2: you can reproduce the same <laughs> right. correct movement pattern every single time. Is is a skill that you develop as you get stronger. Yeah, yeah, or it should be anyway. Sure.
3: Yeah, and even and all the other thing that goes goes into it because <laughs> that that's why every time you take a novice to a meet. You know, you don't really know what their one rep max is. They've, they've no been doing idea. fives the whole time, yeah. and they always leave the meet having had an easy day, you know? right? And you you push pretty hard, but um, but practicing the singles not only is the movement pattern, but also all the other shit that goes along with yes. with walking out a heavy yeah, single. Yeah, you know,
2: and walking out a heavy single off of equipment using equipment you've never even seen before.
3: Exactly. Right. You know,
2: in a completely different setting than you normally train in. Right, you know, with a bunch of people around doing something else that's not related to your training. Yep. Noises, you know, some jack off playing music too fucking loud. You know, a guy just, in a pirate outfit. Guy in a pirate outfit, up and down. With cheap brass jewelry. There's Always a man in a kilt, somewhere. green fingers and shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, somebody wearing a kilt. Have
3: you seen that guy right? running around those damn meats? The pirate guy.
2: Yeah. Jesus, man.
0: Is just. there's a guy in a kilt in the last one i had and he was handing his bar off to that kilt was all up in her face like she's <laughs> she had to have been seeing balls she's, she's like, probably seen them before oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> 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 who needs an ammonia oh, capsule whatever. whenever you can just get a whiff of
2: that yeah. <laughs> so fun all right uh, I'd rather go
3: hang out at a powerlifting meet than an Olympic lifting meet any day, though.
2: Mm.
3: Olympic lifters are assholes. <laughs> it's because it's yeah, so that's intellectual. A, <laughs> that,
2: that is something I observed a long, long time ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're
3: all up their own asses about everything.
2: You know, I I took uh, Mosier to the went with him to the juniors, junior nationals one time. In Colorado, and I was up in Colorado. And I'd been to a few power meets by this time, and uh, I noticed the minute I walked in the warm-up room with yeah. him that there was a completely different yeah. atmosphere. All the, in the pomp and the... Bullshit. Oh, and everybody's you know too good to talk to each other, yeah. and it's just you, you, you know.
3: see the same thing. Like if you compare CrossFit competitions to strongman competitions, it's the same thing. Yeah, the, all the, the the CrossFit people. <sighs> You know they're they're all too good, just like you're saying. You right? Know? They hate each other. They're not looking at each other. They're not talking. They're all cool. They're all doing their own thing. You go to these strongman things and you got these fucking apes running around, and slapping and each other each on the other back. And s- and, you, know, yeah, you know, slapping each other's asses and stuff. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's the fun. same. It's same thing. Yeah, same deal, man.
2: Exactly the same thing. Uh, Olympic weightlifting warm up room is full of of stuck up, self absorbed assholes. Yeah. they won't talk to each other and, and it just you know power lifting these guys may be real stupid and shit <laughs> but they're all friendly you know this guy that's about to beat you is out on the out doing his third attempt deadlift and you're, you're yelling for him yeah. yeah. you know yeah it's a, a whole different it's very weird but it's it's that's i noticed that a long it was back to like 81 i noticed that <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Let's see here. Oh, God. Marty Fox. I'm stationed on a ship now, and the closest thing to a squat rack and barbell is a Smith machine. Well, Marty, you shouldn't be in the Navy. Easy. You want to train, or you ought to be in the Navy? What do you want to do? Should join the Army, dude. Should join the Army, and I worry about this if you're in the Army. For bench, my options are the Smith machine, dumbbells, or have someone hand me a loaded barbell while I'm laying on a bench. The ceiling is too low for presses. You'd do a clean and a press on the flight deck, but you'd have to haul everything up four really tight flights of stairs. I'd still be able to come home to my squat rack barbell sometimes. What are some programming exercise selection considerations for when I'm stuck on the ship? I've already tried squatting in the Smith, Smith machine, and needless to say, it felt different. <laughs> Side note, I've been on the ship for a week, and I haven't seen anyone yet that looks bigger or stronger than me. Thanks to this program and the great community that you guys have built around it. Well, Marty, uh, we're real happy that you're the biggest <laughs> guy on the ship, okay? But I want to go ahead and tell you this right now. Joe Lepo our friend. Starting strength coach Joe Lepo was in the Navy. He was on and off of ships for the whole
3: submarines too, right?
2: Career. And uh, it's a it's a tough deal. I don't know how you do it. And if it was uh if it was me, I think I just wouldn't fuck with it. Yeah, just do I think can. I would just train when I'm on dry land yeah, and just, just take the
3: Fuck around and catch a pump. Six month yeah. layoff, you know. Yeah,
2: catch a pump when yeah. you're on the ship.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with the Smith machine. That thing makes you hurt. Oh, it'll fuck your yeah, knees yeah. up. Yeah. back up
2: Smith machine fuck your knees up real bad. Right. You don't want. You don't want to develop an injury doing substandard shit on ship when you don't have to. Yeah. You're a young man. This is not the end of the fucking world. And I just take the layoff
3: just haul the plates up and work you know, on your clean and yeah, press what,
0: what else are you doing just haul the plates up yeah clean, okay. and, press, well, clean and
2: press the, the, the deck pitches hmm. well, yeah, it's the instability it's you know you can't do how do you time a heavy single press <laughs> or heavy heavy triple <laughs> with the, press with there's the, like the boats going like yeah. you know yeah. you know there's always some roll right yeah, you that's know, true. it may be. I mean, I know it's a huge vessel, but it's there's still some roll. It's unavoidable. It's what happens when you're floating, right? You know. Yep. Yeah, I just I don't think I'd mess with it. I just, you know, train when you're home, catch a pump when you're. You're going to be exercising for a while. When you're, uh, you know, on ship, I don't uh, I don't uh, see any other. Way to do it. I mean, you know, Joe tried everything. You can't squat, you can't press, you can't deadlift on an unstable surface. Yep. So just don't. All right. Okay. Now, here's a big long question. <clears throat> Boy Seda 2442. Two years ago, I had surgery to repair a left hip labrum and chem femoroacetabular impingement. Results have been great post surgery. Two months ago I finished my last set of squat for the workout and it felt great. Afterward, I noticed a sharp pain in my groin when I bent down to grip the bar for the deadlift. I did the set of deadlift with a nagging pain in my groin. Next day my groin hurt pretty bad and even a quarter squat with body weight and no other normal movement patterns. I saw him a surgeon after several weeks with hardly any noticeable improvement with modified activities. So he tried box squats, rack pulls. After MRI, it turns out I have a stress fracture on the femoral head of the affected side. Same side as my surgery 22 months ago. Now, people, a lot of people don't understand that you are going to perceive a hip injury, a, a, a acetabular labrum injury head of the femur injury in the groin Mm. because that's where it is all right it'll it won't seem like it's the hip you want to think about your hip as lateral and it's not it's medial to that okay so he has a stress fracture how would you train on this doc said to avoid all lower body lifts and sports for eight weeks and report back for a repeat mri that advice feels overly conservative my experience tells me that if my activity doesn't piss off the affected area, I'm probably not making it worse. At the same time, eight weeks isn't that long. Maybe I should try to be conservative and enjoy a layoff from squats and deadlifts. Well,
3: so squats and deadlifts uh, don't bother it or they do bother it? I think they, they, don't. Do oh, it. they do bother
2: it. Oh, they okay. do. They do bother it a little bit. Said the next day his groin hurt pretty bad. Oh, yeah. He a yeah quarter right. squat and body weight and other normal movement patterns. All right, I'd like to know why in the hell suddenly, 22 months after the, 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 the surgery, he developed a stress fracture. Right. I'd like to know why that could possibly have happened. I mean why a stress would, fracture in the femoral head?
3: Yeah, what would cause a stress fracture? I, running? I don't have the Not slides. Even running. Would, he
2: doesn't mention whether he's running.
3: But even that wouldn't that wouldn't cause then a stress fracture.
2: Be more likely to than slow controlled range of Squatting motion movement right. like squat and deadlift. Yep. Um Says he was a D1 college player, uh, had five orthopedic surgeries, ACL, meniscus repair, both shoulder labrums, and a spiral tibia, fibula, right ankle, and the aforementioned hip labrum. He's not as fucked up as I am. (laughs) He had near the surgical experience (laughs) I had. 15 years of training. Man I don't know uh, as a general rule, layoffs are not how things heal. As a general rule for for tendonitis type injuries, for inflammatory injuries of in the joints, uh, layoff will never allow that structure to heal. They are Once they get inflamed like that, they are abnormal. And if they're going to heal up, they have to heal up in the context of motion. You can lay off of a knee tendonitis for two years, not feel a damn thing. Come back, start back training the first day and your knee will flare up. Happens all the time. Medical advice to lay off. And lead and injury heal is very seldom correct. In the case of a stress fracture, it might be correct. I think I would probably take four weeks off of the squat. And during that period of time, I would, I would pull. I would either rack pull or deadlift off the floor. I would not clean. I would right pull or deadlift off the floor, and I would just monitor the condition of the hip, see what kind of response to that limited amount of training you get. Uh, well, this, this is a real weird-ass deal. What? Well, yeah. Suddenly, he's got a stress fracture. One day, he's got a he perceives it. One Is
3: day. he sure it's a stress fracture though? I don't think he's sure.
2: He said the MRI said it was a stress fracture. Oh yeah. Either way, right? MRI then, turns out I have a stress fracture on the femoral head of the affected side.
3: Either way, he shouldn't piss it off, right? So, so
2: I don't know. Train,
3: I, I, train, and uh, figure out ways to not I, piss it off.
2: I would like to know what the hell happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's deeply unsatisfying to just yeah. turn up with a stress fracture especially for a guy like him he's With the acting, athletic, you know, athletic background athletic like background this is, have, that's weird
3: yeah
2: right i'd like to know if he's been running a lot yep
3: it's possible you right, know his, given his history he's been given he his a history if
2: he's still running it could be something like that but yep. uh
3: if you are running you know, stop running you get
2: the impression he's in his mid to late 30s right. yeah so i don't know i certainly as hell wouldn't run but it's definitely
3: possible that someone could be doing something like that, like running a bunch of miles or, yeah. or sprinting and then attributing the, the issue to the squat and to the deadlift. The squat and deadlift. Right. Exactly. Because, in the, fact running. was because not. the running's never been a problem. That's before, just right? where you felt it. Exactly. It's not what caused it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Weird as hell. All right. This is a silly ass question. Chef. That's not. Chef, like at the restaurant, right? The chef, f- the formal name. Chef. You know, you you go to a restaurant and tell how pretentious the restaurant is by um, you've got a question for the wait staff I'll ask chef. I'll ask chef,
3: not the chef.
2: One step down <laughs> is I'll ask the chef. Step down from that is, I'll ask the cook. Step down from that is, I'll ask Charlie. The
3: kitchen has got to be in there. I'll ask the kitchen. That's probably the cook. kitchen. I the and the kitchen is probably the same. Yeah, that'd be I'll the equivalent
2: of last. I'll ask, yeah. ask the kitchen.
3: Yeah. I'll ask the guys.
2: <laughs> so Chef, <Charlie. laughs> S-H-E-F, says, who would win this fight? Healthy, strong, 19-year-old male, 5'8", 175, is 300. <laughs> Oddly specific. Squats, 470. <laughs> okay. Deadlifts, 500. Okay. Or a chimpanzee.
3: Chimpanzee. 100%. The
2: 19-year-old male can have a tomahawk.
3: Oh. Chimpanzee still.
2: Chimpanzee is going to pull your face off. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's what they do, man. They've got teeth that fucking long.
3: Yeah, and incredible amounts of strength
2: incredible strength strength you can't comprehend right. but more important than that they're not trying to be nice yeah. they're not trying to do anything except kill you right 100 percent of their dna is focused on getting their teeth into your face yeah that's how they fight they come in your hands are in the way they don't care they move them out of the way they're going to bite you and pull your face off right you my friend are fucked you're fucked and, and they unless move. it's a baby chimpanzee in which case it's not fair right but in in that case he might be he might kill you anyway he
3: might and the uh and they move in very unfamiliar ways too right so you're you're just not going to be you're not for prepared that. for that and
0: they'll go for your balls real fast
2: yeah if you've got any they'll, they'll rip it the right off yeah i would seem to, to know those are there don't they
3: wouldn't want to fight a chimpanzee
2: He says, I know this is stupid.
0: Well, at least he knows. At least he's aware
2: (laughs) enough of the situation. Uh, But it is an argument my son and his friends constantly have. (laughs) And I was wondering your take on it. I always ask him if he's high or drunk when he brings it up.
3: I think we all agree the chimp would.
2: No one understands how fucking strong a chimp, a chimpanzee. Gorillas, just, think, apes. just
3: think about your average, like, scary dog, right? You get a German Shepherd in front of you. You don't want to fuck with the German Shepherd. Now, no. now, now, you've this is not this is an animal that weighs about the same, but is smart and is much stronger and it's, has opposable it's probably thumbs.
2: Four times as strong as you are. It
3: has opposable thumbs, so you're you're fucked, man. I'm
2: fucked.
3: Even though it looks a little kind of cute, it's uh, don't don't mess with it.
2: No, no, you need to get the hell out. Use the tomahawk. <laughs> 19-year-old male. Use use the tomahawk uh, to kill yourself. Use (laughs) the tomahawk on yourself. Right.
3: Before he gets a hold of ass. Before he gets a hold of (laughs) your ass. All right.
2: Now, Toby 10 says, I would like some advice on the press. I have this tendency to get lightheaded or blackout in the third or fourth rep of a set of fives. It's caused me to end some sets early and make up for the volume in smaller sets of doubles and singles currently taking one big breath for the first three reps (laughs) and a short one for the last two (laughs) should i adjust my breathing pattern or start breaking up the volume into smaller sets to avoid this problem man that's a tough one no it's this is not
1: (laughs) i thought that last question was you you
2: can edit this out this is what we're here for I thought the last one was the stupid one yeah
0: this is what we're here for
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, you thought the Chef's question was stupider than this.
0: Yeah. No, well. No.
2: Look, when we teach you how to press, one of the primary ad- – ad- do I have to address this? Hey, man, people do it. People do it. We teach you how to press by taking a breath, taking a great big breath, moving your hips, and then driving the bar up. Every rep. You breathe on every rep. Okay. You breathe every rep. It's in the book. It's on all the videos. Everything we've ever done shows you to breathe on every rep. If you're taking the first three reps of a set of presses on one breath, you're not doing the program. You're not executing the exercise the way we teach it. There's a reason we teach it this way.
3: And you're severely limited. Your press too.
2: Notice my attempt at being patient. You're... That's
3: good. That's good. Turn the corner.
2: Okay. Uh, last question. Last one. Okay. We've made
3: it. Hope it's a good one.
2: Oh, it's a. This is good. James Rogers, our friend from oh, Canada, yeah. asks, "What is the correct way to prepare and serve a hamburger?"
3: It's a valid question for a Canadian
2: they don't have any idea yeah. up there how to do this all right now i grew up in the kitchen in texas grew up making hamburgers made them all my life all right the correct way to prepare and serve a hamburger is to get a piece of hamburger meat now this could be a preformed patty and, you know, a lot of places make them out of frozen patties now. They keep the patties frozen until it goes on the griddle. Alright? You're going to fry this hamburger meat, whether it's frozen or thawed, formed by hand, or a preformed patty, on a hot iron surface. Hot iron surface. Theoretically, you're if you're in a kitchen, you're on a griddle. Commercial kitchen is going to have a hot griddle, which is which is a big thing, right? If you are doing this at home, you need the biggest cast iron pan that you can find. I have a 15-inch cast iron pan. That is the damnedest thing you'll ever... It's a perfect thing to cook in. Get one. 15-inch. It's a big cast iron pan. It's got a big surface area, and let, it lets you get your spatula under... Two or three pieces of meat in that big, hot cast iron surface. Heat it up so it's hot. Hot, hot, hot. Put the meat on it, all right? Then you're going to grill the meat until the meat is probably medium. Now, you may like medium-rare hamburger, and I certainly do myself. But if it's going on a hamburger on the bun, medium-rare is not where you want it because it won't hold together very well, and it makes a sloppy mess. And I know it tastes better, but if you're not eating a hamburger steak, you decide you're going to make yourself a hamburger, then this is a whole different thing, all right? The hamburger meat should be about medium. You need to get it past medium-rare. A little bit of of life left in the middle of it, but not much. All right. It should be brown, which means that the skillet has got to be hot enough to brown it. Do not put ground beef into a cold skillet and then heat the skillet up. Don't do that. It will be gray and tasteless. You've got to have the heat high enough on the iron to caramelize the carbs in the meat to brown it off because that's the flavor you want. All right? So lit, heat the pan all the way up before you put the before you put the meat in it, all right? And then
3: the most real quick rip the most critical aspect the thing that 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 separates an okay, a okay burger or a shitty burger from a really good burger is the is the sear on the
2: meat? It's, absolutely, it's got to have it a crust. It has to have a crust,
3: and if it has a crust, you're ninety percent of the way there.
2: Right, All, it's, that's it, it's that's a, it man. A critical component of the flavor.
3: That means that the griddle has to be hot, right. the pan has to be hot. If you have a shitty electric stove like I've got at home, you're gonna go, you're gonna buy a propane griddle and cook it outside.
2: Right, you know, absolutely. The thing has to be hot when you put the meat on. When you go to McDonald's. You know, for what McDonald's does, they do an excellent job, but look at your patty. It's gray on both sides. Right. All right. You go to an excellent hamburger place, like our Scotch drive-in here in Wichita Falls, those guys know how to cook a a cheeseburger. They do a damn good job. And it's browned off real hard on both sides of the meat. Then, if you're building a hamburger, this is what goes on the hamburger as far as i'm concerned all right you're gonna what i well i'll just tell you how i order them at scott's i use i go out there and i'll get a double cheeseburger with four pieces of cheese i will order extra onions and extra mustard because the flavor of the mustard and the onions is what makes the cheeseburger taste good to me. And in addition, North Texas hamburgers are pickles, lettuce, and tomato. All right, tomato should be sliced. Lettuce should be chopped. Pickles are pickles. And the bun, I want the bun toasted on both sides and i want it toasted to where it's crunchy i want it almost burned on both sides this is just a little textural preference that i have i don't like a soft bun i want the thing grilled i want the bun grilled now how you're going to do that when you're with your cast iron skillet at home right on the grease is you're going to have to put it on the grease And you're gonna have to turn the heat up real high after you take the the hamburger meat out. But seeing then you've got to do something with the hamburger meat while you're toasting the bun.
3: You just put the the
2: The, bun in at the end of the cook. Two pans.
3: It could be two pans. Two pans.
2: (laughs) It's gonna have to be two pans. You're gonna have to have the meat (laughs) pan. You're gonna have to have the bun pan. So the bun is grilling over here on the hot side of the, on this other pan while you're cooking the meat. Meat comes off, goes on to the bun. Actually, what what's, what's going to happen is this. You're going to take the buns out, put them on the plate. You're going to put the mustard and the onions down on one side of the bun. You're going to put the mustard on the other side of the bun and the pickles, tomatoes, and lettuce on that side of the bun. Then you're going to take The meat off of the griddle, out of the pan, you're going to put the two pieces of cheese on the one bun and two pieces of cheese, I mean on the other, one meat and the two pieces of cheese on the other meat, stack them on top of each other so that the heat from the meat melts the cheese. Then you're going to put that down on the mustard onion bun. Then you're going to take the other bun with the mustard, pickles, tomatoes, and lettuce, put it on top and mash it down squish it together the, the that's what you do
3: the second critical piece is is the meat to cheese ratio you can't fuck that up
2: you gotta no, have enough cheese you, on it you can't get too much cheese on this damn thing all right you just can't do it
3: yeah and and i you know I think I think we can consider can consider ourselves cheese people, but there's no right. question that American American cheese, cheese is what goes on a cheeseburger. Is the way to go.
2: Not cheddar cheese, not Colby, not blue cheese. American yellow, m- fucking, um, Kraft American, American cheese, pasteurized, processed cheese food. That's what That's goes what on a cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm sorry if that offends you, but this is a cheeseburger is not the time to be. A fucking effete intellectual snob. (laughs) All right. A cheeseburger is a cheeseburger. You put four pieces of of sliced American cheese on the cheeseburger with two pieces of meat. Yeah. Yeah. If your cheese,
3: if your cheese still looks like a square after it's melted, it's not right.
2: It's not hot enough.
3: Well, or or you're using too fancy of a cheese. It it should melt and it should turn into melt. Should should, turn into goo.
2: Soaks into the. The whole go the crevices unit, of the, meat. the yeah. whole thing becomes right. hit, like held together by the melted That's cheese. Right. That's right. That is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Got to be American cheese. Yeah. You know, there was a hamburger place here in town a long time ago that made hamburgers with Velveeta, and they used a piece of Velveeta, like eighth, Jesus, three-sixteenths. Yeah. Turns into cheese sauce. Oh, oh, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. I, You know, you say think what you want about Vel, Velveeta, but once gets again. The, gets the job it, done, man. We are not here for effete intellectual snobs. Right. All right? There's no room for those kind of people when we're talking about cheeseburg. Yeah. All right? Yeah.
3: We're not talking about the burger with the fucking well, steak knife through the well, top. No, that's fine,
2: but. <clears throat> you go to Philadelphia and get a cheesesteak. What's on the cheesesteak? Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Right. Yeah. Now, you don't normally think about eating cheese whiz. <laughs> Like out of the jar, do you? <laughs> can- but on a cheesesteak, that's what's you- look. Yeah. I didn't invent the goddamn cheesesteak. Right. They did, and they used cheese Whiz, right. So that's what goes on a cheesesteak. Yeah. Just let go. Let go. Flow with it. All right? It's good that way. Yeah. All right. Great question. Great question to end the show with today. Yep. Can't say enough good things about cheeseburgers. So
3: it's perfect.
2: He said hamburger. I don't eat hamburger. What
3: the fuck's a hamburger?
2: It's a cheeseless cheeseburger. I can't do that. Not interested. Yeah. Not even going to go there. Right. Like Steve Hill never liked cheese on his on his hamburger. It's a strange guy. Something was wrong with Steve. Yeah. And probably still is.
3: Yeah. Strange guy. Doesn't eat right. ketchup.
2: Right. You know, yeah. And kind of it, look, if you're putting ketchup on your cheeseburger you're a yankee uh, yankee here you're just a fucking yankee don't put ketchup on the cheeseburger <laughs> i'll dip oh, the burger god the almighty dip it in the ketchup do that. <clears throat> but don't put it on the damn Oh man ketchup goes on the potatoes not the cheeseburger now, i understand i like ketchup as much as the next guy <laughs> but you know look i like beer too and i'm not gonna put that on my cheeseburger <laughs> I mean, some things just don't belong in some places, right? Ketchup doesn't belong on a cheeseburger. All right, well, you think of anything else you want to talk about today? No. Bree, are done. you good? I think so. about right. All right. Cool. Well, <sighs> okay, then. We've had fun today, and I hope you've had fun, too. And we will see you next time, right here, (laughs) right here on Starting Strength Radio.